Hi, hello to another episode of Integrated Awakenings. It's Maria, and today we're talking about shadow work. Now, full disclosure, this is the second time I'm trying to record this episode because I realized the first time I approached this, I feel like I actually gave too much info. Because, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Anything with shadow work is 50% prep. I'm not kidding. <laughs> The actual manner of doing shadow work is kind of simple. Do the thing you don't want to look at. Integrate the thing you hate. Look at the thing that you despise. And the thing is, that doesn't take much prompts. I gave you three prompts and you've probably thought about five things. And the thing is... It's the prep of why I ought to do shadow work and just practical stuff to approach shadow work so that you could actually do it, yeah? So I feel like I'll spend more time on the prep slash convincing this time around and let's do it. Okay, all right. Working definition. So shadow work is basically a a phenomena that Jungian psychology has described, but shamanism, Hindu philosophy has also described. It's something that anybody on a spiritual slash healing path will end up in. As a light has a dark, in has an out, catch has a throw, yin has a yang, anything that is quote-unquote good also has its twin, which is the bad. Right, And the thing is, if we're going to wholeness and non-judgment, we're going towards this. Our peg is that you're robust enough to be able to handle bad things happening. And the thing is, you need to build up a capacity to look at those things. And usually society has taught us to not have that capacity. What are the things usually relegated into the shadows okay one death how many times how many people have actually killed an animal like a chicken or a pig have you seen dead people have you buried do you touch dead people or are you scared of funerals right so a lot of yogic practices that actually lean towards Respecting death energy is actually just watching a lot of funerals. See the body decay. And as the body is decaying, we don't feel so attached to our bodies because we're looking at it. But the thing is, society is so squeaky clean uh, that we don't have these rituals to really stare these scary things in the eye and almost get... You know when something... When you lose something, when something dies, you get really sober really quick because you're like, ooh, I didn't know I could lose that or that that could just wither away. And it's humbling. And the thing is, we don't really have attitudes around that, okay? Two other things that people usually relegate to the shadow. Money, power, and sex. Okay, so money and power, usually evil thing, right? Greedy, safety, security. We don't want to say that we 
feel insecure and I just want more power. We, like, try it, try it. I want more power. Does that sit with you? <laughs> like, have you cleared up a lot of the tensions around that word, the word power? Because there's real power and there's fake power. And the thing is, when we don't admit into admitting that we do want real power, like the long-staying, true, virtuous, integrated power, we will make ourselves small because we perceive power as evil. We perceive having more juice, more privilege, more energy, more leverage as just evil. And ergo, I'm not looking at that. When we look at systems of power, we can often pin ourselves as the victim instead of having an existential acceptance of our innate power, like a realization of power, and then really wielding it. I know I'm throwing like a lot of big words, but think of it this way. Okay, you as a soul, you already have a dagger of your own will. The thing is, do you know how to wield it? That's why they call a lot of paths the warrior path because taking up arms is a whole initiation yeah so that's one of the things especially if you've been a victim slash been abused by power systems of power disadvantaged by power this this is going to be a big shadow because anytime you gain any sort of advantage or energy in a situation you're going to go back and regress to your perpetrator slash abuser and you're not going to feel comfortable with your new security, your new energy. By the way, uh, I feel like mm, maybe I should have... I will put content and trigger warnings in the start of the episode, but I do want to say that If any of this is not a conversation that you feel comfortable to listening to, please feel free to just tune out. I am giving you guys an overview, and I'm going to trust that you guys can engage in these, knowing fully well that you've realized that, hmm, I kind of have a hung-up in some of these things. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, so look at death. Look at power. Look at, so power, privilege, money, right? And then the next thing is sex. Uh, Unfortunately, we live typically in societies where our sexual slash animal urges aren't the most welcome thing. We tend to be in nine to five jobs where you're supposed to act humane. You're supposed to be prim and proper. And ergo, any... Any quote-unquote illicit thoughts about your coworker, about somebody who already has a girlfriend, about, you know, wow, what I want to do to this person, it's tamped down. It doesn't, it's not liberated. Because we can't really, we can't really face those desires and have like a very civil conversation of, okay, animal nature, I hear you. I love you. You're my friend. Let's work together. So that's the thing. Imagine having a pet is really strong. Do you want to exile it in a cage where it's like deprived and angry? 
Or do you want it to be your friend? Because the thing is, I'm not going to discount people who genuinely have killed that aspect of them. I'm like, right. Also, if you're ace, yes, this is probably not a problem for you. But if those things haven't happened, if you haven't successfully exorcised any beastly aspects of you, you are going to have them. And so, for example, if you're in a relationship and you have these thoughts of cheating, that's a shadow, right? Because you can't... You're uncomfortable about having the thoughts and then you're uncomfortable bringing it up in the relationship. So it's in the shadow because you don't want to look at it. Simple, right? That's what I'm saying. The shadow work, the directionality of it is simple. It's basically what you don't want to look at. And then you just look at it. And it's not about tolerating it. It's more about being able to hold it and care for it. Yeah? So that's the thing. So these animal natures, these animal sexual primal juju. What if you just want to do it? Right? And that's the thing. Sometimes our needs just need to be expressed. And they don't need success in the terms of, oh, I do have... They don't need as much like you might expect that oh my gosh i'm gonna be a whore after this but what if you just dress more provocatively sometimes at home or you take burlesque class or you just expand your concept of how sensual you are so it's not i know that integrating shadows could shake up your world and this is why i always say that when you really consider exploring this and making space for this you kind of need your stable foundation to be stable because it is naturally destabilizing you are considering a concept of yourself that you don't usually consider for example the thing you always bitch about is people in power people of influence really hate it can you admit within yourself that you want that kind of power can you? And if your self-concept cannot handle that, you cannot even nibble on that, how are you... It's going to be hard to move on. Do you see what I'm going for? Do you see what I'm going for? So you really need to pace yourself when you're looking at these things. The death, sex, power. And also, I want to be fair. It's totally fair if what you typically repress is not one of those three things so what if it's looking nasty like being unkept being wild being unruly right and then what if you're a priest what if you're a very organized lawyer what if you're usually a neat freak so this is almost like a guilty compulsion. This wanting to be a little bit messy. Yeah, and you you can't tell if it's if it's this coping slash repression and you're like it takes a bit of clarity for you to be, oh, I wanna be wild sometimes. Cause it's a natural do you 
Here's the thing, yin and yang is always dancing. Your left and right hand complete each other. A catch completes the throw, right? So as much as you are tidy, this capacity for wildness is as much of a twin as you, is as much of you, and might be a thing that you just didn't allow yourself for the longest time. Because for a while, you just thought your persona was always neat. What if you're both? What if there are times that you are wild, for example, in your fashion, or maybe just for 10 minutes before taking a bath, and then the rest of the time you're neat? Like what gives? Why can't we expand into more of all of these things, right? Now, the thing is, a lot of people, when they get into healing, might be looking for self-improvement yeah like oh i think i should eat healthier oh i think i should set up more goals be more disciplined but here's the thing when shadows become really nagging for you like they're persistent they're consistent and as you're listening to this you're like oh dang i think i can't run away from this one because it's becoming so apparent It actually has a lot of energetic charge. You actually have a lot of momentum. Think of it as blessing. Like you have heaven's blessing to actually ride this current. It's like riding a tide that already exists. So for example, the part of you... So for example, for example, you've always identified as someone who is chaotic, who is very spontaneous and passionate. And you're like wow, I suddenly have this desire to be consistent, stable, and slow. And it's this weird thing where it's like, hmm, it's almost natural. You, you find yourself questioning your old methods and you're like, oh, I think I, think I want to try to plan stuff, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Just don't hold it down. Beach ball goes up the pool if you just don't push it down. That's the thing. With your repressions, if you stop pushing it down, it just naturally bubbles up. So, for example, chaotic person has this urge to become orderly. Hmm. I don't tap it down. Okay, I find myself looking up how people organize their lives. And I shift my energy into that. And I don't become obsessed or attached to being one or the other. I don't judge being chaotic as somehow more noble, being orderly somehow more noble. I don't, you know, I don't feel married to any of these things. And thus, you just do what the situation needs. Like, ah, okay, this is a time for parties, excitement. I'm a... I'm going to let my schedules be more loose versus, okay, then this situation kind of needs a little bit more structure. There's no, do you see how there's less clinging? There's less attachment to what is better, what is good. There's just space. And that's the thing. With yin and yang, you see how it's like dancing within each other? 
they have this term called Wu Wei, which is the circle. It's unconditional love of letting the dance happen. So there's that thing where, okay, um, order versus chaos. What if I just let both happen? That's the whole point of a lot of non-dual practices and non-judgment. Because there's, okay, sometimes I need to be greedy. Sometimes I need to care less about my boundaries. There's this easing up. There's this, there's a little bit more flow into what you consider as, quote-unquote, you. Yeah? So, that is the prep. (laughs) That is the attitude. That is the energy that I would like to espouse to you when you approach shadow work. It's a kind of fluidity and questioning in terms of, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah? Now, the thing is, the reason why I said that there's like a lot of energy, you're riding these tides. And so, for example, if you've, for example, you've had sexual trauma and you've repressed any kind of sexuality from you. And when you were healing enough for that, you're you're like a liberated, highly sexual being. And then you even out. This happens a lot with gay people as well. Because they were really frustrated with the closet. They became highly sexual. And then becoming just chill might become a shadow. So you need to let these rhythms arrive. Yeah, you you just let them arrive. You give them space. So for example, somebody has like some really mucked up trauma and it makes them really stuck. What if they just need to do wal-wal? So that's a Tagalog term of just going crazy. What if you just need to go ape shit? What if you just need to drink your ass off in a party and do it in such a conscious way? That's the thing. A lot of people think that spirituality means that, oh, I need to be fasting, I need to eat clean, and you know, I need to be disciplined, which... For, for the record, is great too, but what if, what if Spirit is asking you to drink your ass off and go crazy for two nights just because your body needs that ecstatic motion just so that you could purge? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? So this is, we, we really want to expand your concept of what is valid and really just be conscious. So the person who is going to go ape shit in the club because they need to just exercise themselves. If you're conscious about doing it, there's this certain level of bliss slash integration while you're doing it. A lot of athletes actually do this because they have such disciplined regimens, so they consciously go apeshit the other way just to balance it out. So I'm, so I'm telling you, I'm really, really telling you, the shadow work is really just having space for that thing that you think is unavailable to you, right? Okay, now, here's a few tips and tricks to identify any more shadows, just in case... If by the course of this conversation, I still haven't (laughs) provoked anything from you. (laughs) So basically, okay, imagine a character, the worst thing possible happened to them. 
What is it? Your first answer. Okay, that's a good shadow. So we naturally project ourselves into semi-neutral characters because they're just mirrors. And whatever he said, cheating, they stole money, they lost money, they betrayed their parents. That's the thing. That's the thing you're working on. That's the thing that has a lot of energy for you. And really don't judge yourself for whatever you say. Yo, like, <laughs> just don't judge yourself. Just, um, I know that some people can really approach this in a very sacred and sober way. I, I love that. But also, you could also approach this in a very fun and lighthearted way. And be like, oh, dang. Dang, you know, like, dang, dang, I was like that. I am like that. Dang. Yeah, so you don't, you don't need to always approach this in one way. Okay, and then another way, I really, I really want to say I have sources about this, is to make love to your monster. Friends with a monster <laughs> beside my bed. Anyway, um, the thing is, love, making love, sex is usually a internal metaphor for union and acceptance. So a lot of people in media, for example, you have a doppelganger, you have a shadow, you have a monster. You do monster fucking stories, yeah. When we have those kinds of contexts, that's kind of a way that our subconscious is trying to rectify the, the, the inexplicable. This is why Guillermo del Toro's movies are such a hit to queer people and POC people. So the thing is, when we make love to this aspect slash energy... We are trying to teach ourselves how to be generous to that aspects of ourselves. So, for example, you perceive yourself as a very generous person. So, your greed can look like a little goblin that's like biting people. It looks like the Grinch, and but he lives in your room. He doesn't want to shut up. He calls you nasty things, and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna offer you tea." I want to be your friend. Tell me, tell me why you want to keep things and how I've been giving myself away too much. You see what I'm saying? Thing is, if the Grinch was in your room, that means he's an aspect of you. And the whole process of this is being friends with yourself. The thing is, I'm giving you also complete license to make love to yourself. So you could make out with the Grinch if you want. Yeah. In dream language, that is a way of incorporating energy. So really, really try to let go of any like judgment that you know sex has somehow unspiritual or unintegrated. There are Tibetan monks who have practices where they fuck death. So I really need you to just drop any conceptions. That somehow thinking about exchanging energies with someone or an aspect of you in a sexual way is somehow horrible. If you're someone who's highly sensual and body oriented, this is actually a really valid path for you. So I really don't. I really want to speak to people 
who feel like this isn't somehow spiritual or available, I'm like, no, it's available to you. Those Tibetan monks, Bonpo Buddhism, that is what they do. <laughs> they fuck death, okay? So you can fuck your little greedy monster and somehow integrate him. Be friends with him if you want. Negotiate. Yeah? Okay. That's another option. Last option. And then I will go. Because <laughs> uh, I want you to actually try things. And not just, you know, collect information. So the last one is to kill aspects. Lay them to rest. Put them aside. Okay, so here's the thing. Some parts of... Okay, so this is really tricky because death in itself is like a huge shadow. So people might not be so in touch with like a killer instinct or the part of them that finishes things. But just like a CEO is more boss slash more of authority when they're the ones doing the firing because they actually need to look at the person's face who they're firing. There's a dignity to it. Right? There's a dignity of, okay, I'm letting this go. I'm sorry it didn't work out. There's that, there's that full facing of the thing. Right? So, for example, your shadow is something like, oh, I'm a lazy bitch. I've been addicted to cheap snacks and Netflix because I don't want to get my ass to the thing that I was supposed to do. Or I've been due for a long time to start my new chapter in life and I've just been wallowing in my grief because it makes me feel important. What if what if that's your shadow? What if you find out something and it's like, Ugh, oh my God, that is stinky. That is like really damp cloth and I need to air it out. It needs to be vanquished. There's a part of you that's worth killing, basically. And it's putrid. And Mother Nature not only births life, but takes life, especially if it's time. Yeah, so this whole approach is, okay, this skeleton has been here a while. I need to let go. I need to kill the part of me that's still clinging to this. That's still lying to myself. That's still making excuses. That's somehow playing small. Right? There are a lot of things that after we gently and have an honest talk with, we need to let go. We need to fire them. (laughs) Right? And if you're this of integrity CEO slash killer energy, you kill them with love. The thing is, a lot of people think that, especially with a lot of media these days, being a murderer is, okay, being a murderer is sometimes sexy and that's the whole shadow thing again, but the thing is, we don't have, when we, for example, kill a pig or we kill someone or something because it is transi- it's time for the transition. There is a reverence to that. A lot of indigenous cultures, when they hunt game, 
when we transition animals as we kill them there is this deep deep respect of okay thank you for becoming part of my life and there's this respect as you kill off the thing right so whether it's like a friend breakup a romantic breakup a breakup with a company a breakup with yourself in terms of aspects of you that have been holding you down there's this reverence and respect of okay i'm gonna have to let you go i'm gonna lovingly kill you i am going to i'm going to have to be fully present as you transition i'm not gonna look away and I'm going to help you also let go. Do you see the difference of that? Do you see how you need to let go of a lot of judgments around death and transitions? For you to even own up to that boss energy that could facilitate the transitory state. Really, really visualize that CEO who needs to look the people they're letting go of in the eye. Be like, I love you. We're not the right fit. I, I'll help you maybe find a new job, but I need to let you go. You need... That, that takes gal, you know. And that's also shadow. Because people have a million encouragement to start that cool thing. But the thing is... You can't start the cool thing if you haven't let go of re- or properly even killed the last thing, right? You know where to go. It's the baggage. It's the skeletons. It's the ugh that's holding you back. And the thing is, no one taught you to hold a knife and go stab and do it with utmost love, clarity, dignity, and integrity. Really owning it. Yeah, we... All our conceptions possibly in our mind is, oh, if you do that, you're you're probably a greedy bastard. Yeah, you're 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 evil. <laughs> you ever fired someone? Oh, you're evil. They broke up with someone evil. Yeah. So it's this thing where we kind of need to mature into that capacity, into that energy, into having that willingness. To do that so that you would have clarity as you enter and exit into things, but also aspects of yourself. Like, oh, I have changed. I need to lay myself to rest. Because death is the ultimate rest. I need, you can rest now the part of me that was insecure, etc. The part of me that felt unworthy. I need to graciously kill you, but I need to bury you. Bury you. Yeah? Do you see how fun this is? <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. A, a huge element of spirituality, of even self-development, wholeness, is just courage. And courage is built up around things that you don't want to do. And the thing is, it's understandable why you don't want to do it. Because the culture kind of groomed you to not no slash do it but here i am i'm giving you this very potent active discursive podcast to really equip you and be like oh i could do this i'm sober enough to do this to look at the thing i don't want to look at 
to befriend a thing that I don't want to befriend, to kill a thing that I've been putting off for so long. And that's shadow work. Yeah, that's shadow work. And the more you do it, the more you can catch yourself in the things that you're you're uncomfortable around, you're disgusted by, the more you can catch yourself with those things, the more full you feel. Because you wouldn't be so afraid of these things. And also, you would be so generous and non-judgmental with other people when they're in their own shadows. Right? So if you feel like you're a nice person and suddenly you have an inner bitch, (laughs) if you have a person, if you have an aspect of you that really wants to cut someone with your own words, really, really look at that. Really look at that. Because that aspect in you is so intelligent. Life is so intelligent. It gives you exactly what you need, where you are. And that that shadowy aspect can be your friend. Also, can I just say, I know this might not be appealing to everyone, but can I say, people who have integrated this is so sexy. (laughs) It's it's so sexy. It's like, oh, you have a grip on your shadowy power? Wow, that's great. So yeah, I this um, is my opinion, but yeah. So anyway, that's it. Please leave a like, a comment, subscribe, forward this to someone who might you feel like might benefit from this. And ciao.